Thank you. What a lovely welcome. And here we are again, folks. <laughs> the last day of 2017. And um, I think I was standing here last year. But was it the day after? Maybe, I think. Anyway, thank you, Don, for letting me. So I do have something that I want to share with you. And um, so years ago, when I was 21, <laughs> uh, a friend and I decided that we were going to try and memorize one book of the Bible each. And so um, I chose Philippians and he chose First Peter 1, uh, First Peter, First Peter. And so we sort of tried to learn them both. And Philippians became one of my favorite books. I chose it because it had one of my favorite passages in it. And I'm going to read that this morning. So it's in Philippians 3. I'm not going to quote it. It was a few years ago. I'm a bit rusty. Ha. Um, let's start with um, verse 8. No, verse 7. <clears throat> uh, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ." The righteousness that comes from faith, from God, and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I had already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I reckon that has to be one of the best New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I press on. I press on. Now, I've been pressing on for 44 years now in my faith, hallelujah, and intend to keep pressing on. But this one thing I do, I press on. And so we're going to take that um, and we're going to look at a couple of things in there. I think D.L. Moody, he was a preacher back in the day. He said, um, it is better to say this one thing I do than to say, these 40 things I dabble in. <laughs> this one thing I do, what is it? I press on. I press on. Now, this is for the young people. It's for the middle-aged people. <coughs> it's for the older people. We all need to keep pressing on in our faith. And um, pressing on, pressing on, it's continuing in something. Working in a determined way. If you look it up in the dictionary, that's what the definition it gave me. We used to sing a song. This will test those who are older. I'm pressing on the upward way. Don knows it. Yes, I knew he would. <laughs> you young ones won't. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. 
Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the two things involved in pressing on, as in Philippians 3. One is forgetting what lies behind. And the second one is reaching forward to what lies ahead. And this is what we all are going to be need to doing in 2018, right? Forgetting what lies behind in 2017 and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Everybody do that. Go on. Reach forward. <laughs> reaching forward to 2018. Now, we didn't read it, but in Philippians 3, the first part of it, he spends quite a bit of time... Um, talking about his rather prestigious uh, Jewish resume, <laughs> all the things that he was. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, and he was a, a very intelligent man studying the law, all these things. But he left those behind in reaching out to know Christ. Now, I want everybody to do this. I want you to think of one thing in 2017 that was a success, something you succeeded in. Millie, that's easy for you. <laughs> she passed her finals in medicine and nursing. But all of us, let's think of one thing that you think was a success in 2017. You should all have it by now, I hope. <laughs> Not too hard to find. Can be something small. Could be you conquered your fear of driving or talking to a girl or something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if it fits, wear it. Um, so, you got that? Now, you've got to forget that. You've got to move on from it. Doesn't mean that we forget, because Paul obviously hadn't forgotten because he listed them all, but we forget it in that we don't camp around it. Now, Don preaches a fantastic message, he always does. But if he went home and he says to Penny, that was an amazing message I preached. My goodness, that was a good message. And all week, he just thinks about the good message he spoke. Next week would be terrible. <laughs> we have to move on. We have to keep growing. We take what we've learned from our success and we keep going. And that is so important. Um, my brother John said this. I'm only as good. Sorry, I should... Um, preempt it. He uh, makes movies and, and TV documentaries and things. He said, I'm only as good as my last picture and my next great idea. That really struck me when he said that, just off the top of his head one day. He said, oh, Rose, I'm only as good as my last picture and my next great idea. So true. You have to keep growing. Um, Irving Berlin said, the toughest thing about success is that you've got to keep on being a success. <laughs> And Walter Winchell, nothing recedes like success. <laughs> Don't know about that, says Don. <laughs> All right, now, um, just thinking about success for a minute. Um, God wants us to succeed. He wants us to succeed. But we mustn't get trapped in that. And do you know, sometimes... Um, big dreams. If, um, no, we're meant to dream big, but I'm just putting a little caution out there that sometimes they can, um, they can start to drown us. Watch out for pride. We all have to watch out for pride. We are all susceptible to it. 
watch out. God never intended us all to be the best. He intended us to be our best. Do you know what I'm, and there is a difference. There's a difference, and I say to people all the time, you know, <clears throat> they'd say, how did you get to sing and um, go around and speak at churches? And I say, well, look, I can tell you one thing. I always say to them, I'm sure not the best singer, because they've usually had singers up before me, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, help. <laughs> you know, they're better than me. I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best guitarist, and I'm not the best preacher, but... It's a package deal. It's a heart thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's having a message that your, your heart is beating with and it comes out in your singing and in your playing or whatever you do, you be your best. Because otherwise there'd only be one guitarist, one singer, one preacher. Do you know what I mean? If he only used the best, there'd only be one. Okay, so success is good but we've got to leave it behind. We've got to keep growing. Now, I want you to think of one thing in 2017 where you failed. And that might come quicker than your success. <laughs> one thing. <clears throat> now, for some of us, it might be something, a really deep, bitter failure that really hurts. Others, it might be just something that's got a bit of a sting to it, you know. Ugh. Makes you groan. Um, do you know Paul I often think of Paul how many times I wonder did he think and he alludes to it um, his zeal in persecuting the church I wonder how many times he agonized over the people he persecuted thinking of his involvement in standing and watching Stephen being stoned to death I wonder if he's ever, if he ever thought, oh God, you know, I'm sure he did. But what did he do? He had to leave it behind. He had to leave behind failure and all of us have to do that. Um, otherwise it will lock us in. Henry Ford, the, the guy that made the Ford cars, said um, that failure is simply the opportunity to begin again. This time more intelligently. <laughs> this said after he, his first car didn't have a reverse gear. <laughs> he forgot about that. <laughs> Proverbs 24, 16. A righteous man falls seven times, but gets up again. Gets up again. And we all do this. We all fail. 2018, we will fail. There will be failures. Some bigger than others, but there will all of us will fail in some way in 2018. Now, that's not preaching doom and gloom because we learn from our failures. Um, John Maxwell said, I would rather reach 90% of my potential with many mistakes than reach 10% with a perfect score. That used to be Katie's favorite little quote. Do you remember that, darling? She's a perfectionist. Um, Harold Smith said this more people would learn from their mistakes if they weren't so busy denying them <laughs> I love that one it's so true you can learn from your failure you can learn from your mistakes and they are so uh, valuable 
uh, I think I've got a quote up there, I can't read it, but someone said this, give me a fruitful error anytime, full of seeds, bursting with its own corrections. That's what it's like. When we make a mistake, it's like a, a big fruit bursting with seeds, potential for learning, for growth. And it is so much better than um, if we're just striving to always succeed. If we never allow ourselves the room to fail, we still will. But Tennyson, I used to have a beautiful book of, a little leather book of Tennyson's poems. And he said this, rise as children learn, be thou wiser for falling. Isn't that good? Be thou wiser for falling. So, We've got to let these things go. I think I said um, one time, I'm sure I've... Have you got that photo of the, our little dog up there? Is she there? Yeah, look at her. Dressed up with her daisy chain. <laughs> Angel was her name. <laughs> we used to call her other things as well. <laughs> Angel. But one day we were down by the river and um, someone um, shot a possum. And it fell into the river, and Angel dived into the river to grab it. And she got hold of this possum. It was bigger than her, and she swam over to the bank and tried to lift it up out of the bank. And she slipped back down. She tried again, slipped back down, so she swam to another part, tried to get up, slipped it down. And then she just started swimming in a circle, holding this possum and slowly sinking. And we're all watching on the sideline saying, let it go, angel, let it go, like this. And she sunk, sunk until her little amber eyes were just in the nose above the water. Josiah climbed out onto a branch, I think, and, and reached down and picked her up, still holding the possum, <laughs> and dropped her on the bank. Now, as we were yelling out, let it go, let it go, God spoke to me. I still remember that. Gosh, I love his lessons when they're so practical, you know. You never forget them. Let it go. We are holding on to things that are drowning us. And he's saying, let it go, Rose. Let it go. It might be self-pity. It might be worry. It might be anger, resentment, whatever it is, unforgiveness. Let it go. Let it go. Don't carry your possum into 2018. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Actually, here, it's just come into my mind. This is something we need to let go. Our excuses just popped into my mind. Jeremiah chapter 1, God says to Jeremiah, do not say, I am just a youth. Don't say it. There are some things we need to stop saying. It might be I'm too young, okay? Might be I'm too old. <laughs> Might be I'm not clever enough. I'm not beautiful enough. It can be anything, all sorts. Of, we all have it. wonderful excuses. Let them go. Move into 2018 without them. Let it go. It's for someone there. Past failures will keep you discouraged. Past successes can lead you to be complacent and apathetic. Let them go, forget them, and move on. Um, someone said, it's anonymous, the two hardest things to handle in life are failure and success. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, 
Now, reaching forward, everybody do this, reaching forward to 2018. What does that show? It sort of shows a, an eagerness, doesn't it? It's not we're just sort of wandering into it. We are reaching forward to 2018. Um, Hebrews, oh, no, I'll come back to that. But forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward, that's what God wants us to do for 2018. Now, I'm telling you something, which we all know, probably, but needs telling again. In 2018, God has got good plans for us that we can reach out for. All of us, even whether you know him or not, he has good plans for you. It might be salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you don't know and love the Lord, it could be salvation, redemption for you. But for all of us, Jeremiah 29 Verse 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for your good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. That's the reaching out. So he's got good plans for us. The other thing um, Paul talks about, he says, I want to... Lay hold of what Christ has laid hold of me for. So we've all been laid hold of for a purpose. God um, has a plan for you, a purpose for your life. And that is one of the greatest adventures, so said my grandpa, of the Christian life, is discovering what that is. He said, Rose, you spend your whole life discovering what he laid hold of you for. So it might be to preach the gospel. It is for all of us. But it might be to be a missionary. It might be to be a nurse. It might be to be a mother. Hallelujah. Don't ever let that one slink down the list. It's right up there, isn't it, Penny? <laughs> and on. Okay, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. Let us run with endurance the race set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. He's the author, the one who began our faith. He's the perfecter of it, the one that will see us through to the end. Um, we've probably all watched children in a running race, you know. On your marks, get set, go, and someone speeds out, and then what do they do? They start looking back to see who's coming up behind them, you know, and, and I'm thinking, Josiah, keep looking ahead, keep looking ahead, and, you know, and then they trip or they, it slows you down looking back. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus, fix our eyes on the goal and uh, keep running. Now, just the thing here about pressing on, endurance, joy, pain, it's all wrapped up in it. It's all a parcel, you know. Pressing on can be painful sometimes. Ugh, I'm not a good mountain climber, but, you know, Chris is there to encourage me. You're doing well, Rose. Come on, press on. <sighs> but then when you get there, it's worth it all. Now, I just wanted to say something, and, and, and I've got a bit on this, but you know that reaching forward, some of you might be thinking, 
I don't know whether I want to reach forward to 2018 because already in you there is a sense of dread. Now, um, probably a lot of us, certainly all of us older ones, will have known what it is to dread something. It might be an upcoming um, operation. It might be the end of some era that you're dreading. Um, might be an exam. <laughs> the younger one. It might be getting your results from the exam. <laughs> no, but we can have a dread. Dread, there's a certain word about dread. Now, Amy Carmichael, she was a missionary in India, um, and she wrote about a friend of hers. I just read this the other day. I thought, I'm going to put this in my message. She read about a friend of hers uh, who she was deeply burdened for. He was told... <clears throat> that he had to have an operation which he had always dreaded. And for her, who'd been praying for him all the way along, she thought, oh no, the worst has happened. He has to have it. But when she talked to him, um, she discovered that the Lord had spoken a word of hope to him. And he said, there is no longer any dread. Those were the words he said to her. And then Amy wrote, God knows all about our dreads and how to disperse them by a word of power and peace. So often we darken our lives with sadness over one dear to us. When we long to see them relieved or restored or released. And all the time the Lord of light is shining on that heart and speaking words that will never be forgotten. And it's true. We can darken our own lives, burdened with someone, anxious for someone, not knowing that God is speaking to their hearts and lifting the dread. And he does lift dread. Uh, Psalm 78, verse 53. He led them on safely, so they feared not and they dreaded not. Isn't that good? Another translation said, and he led them safely, so they were without fear. Who wants to be without fear? Who has felt fear? Yeah, it's not nice. God can make us so that we are without fear. One of my highlights um, of our overseas trip was visiting the Baye in Harlem. That's Corrie Ten Boom's home. You can put that picture up. Yeah, there it is. We went to visit her little room. It's a tiny little room right up the top narrow little stairs, you go up three flights, and there's her tiny little bedroom right up the top. And this, that hole is where um, she hid, um, I can't remember how many Jews it was during the, um, the war. They hid in that little hole for a long time, and she was um, captured by the Gestapo uh, because of that. I tell you what, it was sobering, crawling under that... Um, bookcase and into that tiny little area. There's amazing plaque there. Uh, but anyway, I won't tell you about that. But um, one of the things that she said is worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into, mo into tomorrow ahead of time. 
Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. And that is so true. The future can be a heavy weight. 2018 potentially could be a heavy weight if we're looking ahead without that reaching forward with, without Christ. Um, I remember when Katie was five, we went to a, a wedding and she just loved this wedding and the bride was beautiful and the groom was handsome and I said to her, oh, one day you'll walk down the aisle like that to some lovely godly man. And she said, I know mummy, but the trouble is I don't know who he is. <laughs> Now, we can laugh at that. She still doesn't know. Oh, sorry. Maybe she does. Uh, we can laugh at that, but we are like that. We are wanting God to tell us things that we don't need to know yet. He will tell us in his time. All right? Um, so let go the, the worries. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Is there a quote up? We'll quickly read this. Oh, friends, it is when we willfully... Add the burdens of those two great eternities, yesterday and tomorrow, such burdens as only the Almighty can sustain that we break down. It isn't the experience of today that drives men mad. It's the remorse of something that happened yesterday or the dread of what tomorrow may disclose. Let it go. Trust him today. Reach out knowing that he is going to be ahead of us. Uh, flick the next slide on. We're going to quickly read this and then I want to finish up with a thing. This is a poem that my mother gave me and was such an encouragement. I apologise that it's in Old English, but it doesn't rhyme if it's not. <laughs> so just listen. Child of my love, fear not the unknown morrow. Dread not the new demand life makes of thee. Thy ignorance does hold no cause for sorrow for what thou knowest not is known by me. Hallelujah. Thou canst not see today the hidden meaning of my command, but thou the light shall gain. Walk on in faith upon my promise leaning, and as thou goest, all shall be made plain. One step thou seest, then go forward boldly, for one step is far enough for faith to see. Take that, and thy next duty shall be told thee. For step by step, thy God is leading thee. Therefore, go gladly to the task assigned thee, having my promise, needing nothing more than just to know where'er the future find thee in all thy journeying, I go before. Hallelujah. He goes before. He's already in 2018. And Don quoted the verse that I've got here, Hebrews 13, 4. Christ himself has said, I will never desert you. I will never leave you, never forsake you. And the result is we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Say it. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. What can man do to me? Christ is with us in the future. And this is the key. That's the key to reaching out. We're reaching out for him. We're reaching out for where he is going to lead us, what he has before us. And even if it's challenges, and there will be, even if it's difficult times, and there will be, he will be with us. 
I think it's 2 Timothy. Um, 2 Timothy, towards the end of the book, I can't remember what chapter, but you can look it up, homework. Um, Paul said, everyone's deserted me, but the Lord stood at my side, giving me strength. I love that thought of Christ just standing beside him, probably with his hand on his shoulder, giving him strength. Do you know, when you're pressing on, all of us will press on at times alone. There will always be times where it seems like everyone else falls away for whatever reason, and it seems like you're having to press on by yourself. It happens to all of us, but God always is there, and he then he always, later, at some time, he'll bring other people f- to press on with you. It, it, it's, it's an ebb and a flow. It happens. I, it's happened countless times in my life. Alone together, alone together. And it's teaching us something. Now, Romans 8. Let's read this, and then uh, we'll just finish up with one more thing. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I love this. Will tribulation... You can say no or yes. Will tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword? No. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present today, nor things to come, not the future. No powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. That was the scripture she had in her shoe when uh, the, day, the day she got arrested. They always hid a Bible verse in their shoes. They found it when they stripped her. They found it, but she had it written on her heart. Memorize the word of God. Write it in your heart. And that's a good one to start with. So let me finish. We're pressing on the upward way. Um, C.S. Lewis finishes his book, The Chronicles of Narnia, with the characters leaving Narnia and they're running with joy and um, excitement. They're running up water hills, waterfalls, up hills, further, further up to the heavenly land and uh, to Aslan's country. And as they, tra- they travel, they cry out something. Does anyone know what they cry out? Any C.S. Lewis fans? Okay. They cry onward and upward. Onward and upward. And do you know, I only just discovered that C.S. Lewis probably put that in because that cry was a medieval pilgrim's cry. Now, Johnny remembers I preached on being a pilgrim last year. Well, I'm finishing. I'm tying it in. The pilgrims used to meet each other on the road and they'd cry, Ultrea. You can put that one up. Is it there? Ultrea. And the medieval pilgrim number two would cry a Susea. <laughs> Onward. Do it again. Onward and upward. That's our cry. Pressing on. Onward and upward. Encourage each other through 2017. 
Hallelujah. Onward and upward. No matter what 2018 holds, he is with us and we can encourage each other to keep climbing. In the Alps, there is at the bottom of the Alps, there's a, um, a sign with an epitaph of a 99-year-old man who fell to his death while attempting to climb to the top. The marker gives his name and then the epitaph, he died climbing. I like that. That might be a good one for me. <laughs> he died, she died climbing. Oh dear, maybe not. <laughs> okay, but onward and upward, we, we keep climbing all our lives. Why don't you stand to your feet and we're just going to pray. And what I want us to do is let go 2017 with its successes and failures and reach out to 2018. Can we do that? Father, thank you for the promise that you are with us. Hallelujah. Nothing, nothing can separate us from your love. Not the present, not the past, and definitely not the future. Nothing can separate us from your love. And so today, we just... Um, join together and individually lay at your feet all the success and all the failure that we've experienced in 2017. Father, we just leave it there and we move on. Father, help each one of us to reach out to what lies ahead in 2018. Father, if there are people here that already have a feeling of dread in their hearts, lift that from their hearts, Lord. Fill it instead, its place with hope and confidence so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. God, I pray that each one of us will have an eagerness for this new year a determination to live consecrated, dedicated lives, Lord, for you. Lord, may we encourage each other onward and upward. This one thing I do, I press on. Father, to know you, to know the love that passes all knowledge, all understanding. May we each grow in this next year. In Jesus' name, amen. One more cry, onward, good for you.